of Explicably Inexplicables. I'm Arnov. And I'm Nikhil. And today we're delving into the future of space exploration and its remarkable economic prospects. From mind-blowing space technology advancements to profitable space mining ventures, get ready for an exciting discussion. Do you recall that monumental SpaceX launch a few months ago? You know, I think that there were a lot of cool things with that and it was a really great sight to see. Yeah, I remember. Um, I just remember how I was thinking the triumph of space exploration was showcased by private companies and not like private companies such as like SpaceX and not, you know, companies like NASA or yeah, those bigger companies. Exactly. Right? Or like, you know, governmental companies that are that used to control the space industry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these companies like SpaceX, right, they've been spearheading the charge, revolutionizing space exploration and in general, making it more economically viable. I guess just another example is Virgin Galactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, this isn't just taking steps forward in, in the scientific field and scientific research, but I think it also brings us kind of closer to a future where space tourism might be an attainable dream for those countless individuals, you know. I know Elon Musk has talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess space tourism is a really interesting topic to go into, right? Just think about it. The concept of ordinary people venturing to space may seem like a scene from science fiction, but... In the future, or I guess even in the present, it's becoming a tangible reality. People like you and me, like, you know, in the near future can hopefully be, or, you know, for a relatively affordable price, can go to space. Yeah, and um, I mean, like you said, I think it is kind of crazy to think about that literally like 10 years ago, so I was probably like, what, six or seven at the time, to think that, um, you know, this is something that would have essentially never been possible in mm-hmm. my mind. But nowadays it is almost becoming a reality and hopefully will one day and so with that said i think you know companies like virgin galactic have made significant strides in this direction you know like i said it's not too distant in the future now and people might experience the wonder of weightlessness um and behold the magnificence that our planet from the cosmos of our planet from the cosmos yeah i mean i guess it is like a very exhilarating prospect but i guess we shouldn't just put off cost as you know, a factor because mm-hmm. cost is a huge concern. So, I guess the question for you is: Will space tourism ever be within the reach of the average person, the average consumer? Because we have to, you know, take in a lot of factors, things as like resources, how many, you know, of these right. rockets or you know ships or whatever are being deployed every second, every day. Because you know we have around eight billion, eight, eight billion people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like space tourism currently is expensive. It is. And so it's important, but it is kind of important to remember that the industry is still in its kind of nascent stages, its beginning stages, right? Yeah. Compared to other industries, this has literally only been out here for decades, you know, 40, 50 years, whatever it might be. And so as technology evolves, I think that more companies are going to be able to venture in this domain and we can reasonably anticipate prices to become more accessible over that time. And, you know, with that said, one of the main reasons why this cost is so high is the fact that we are using rocket fuel and also the fact and the risk of that, you know, machinery breaking down. All it takes is, you know, one part of that giant rocket ship to break down mm-hmm. and that entire ship goes to waste. Exactly. can be used, done, millions of dollars down the drain, just right there. So I think as soon as we can improve that technology, some of those costs can start to go down and this can 
be a little bit more accessible to the average person. Yeah, the funny thing is, it's not just the ships that are being lost; it's also the people. We're putting, you know, millions, billions of people at risk. So we need to make sure, you know, ensure that this is safe, yep. reliable, um, and I guess also cost friendly. Yep. And so, you know, with that said, I think it's important to also explore the untapped resources that are present in space. Do you mean like? potential for mining resources on the moon and asteroids yeah pretty much i mean i think the moon for instance holds valuable resources right including rare metals water ice which can all play a pivotal role in supporting future space missions and even establishing sustainable lunar bases yeah but i guess the main question at hand is even if we do mine these resources Mm -hmm. are we able to realistically transport them back to earth and like also what is the benefit like I guess you should say, like, what, like, yeah, is that possible? I mean, I think, you know, it's definitely a challenge, especially, like, right now, right now, like, in the present day. But it's something that I think companies are starting to look at. And, you know, because of capitalism and the way the U.S. works and other countries work, you know, as soon as those companies start taking a look at that, um, we can start to garner more attention to that. And, you know, more scientists can look at that. And so I think with that said, right, Companies like Planetary Resources are actively researching that viability of mining asteroids for valuable resources, right? And so that's kind of something that can hold profound implications for industries back on Earth. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not just about the resources, but space is also fundamentally transforming global connectivity, right? With satellite mega constellations, um, I guess like Starlink, just to name Mm -hmm. one, we... I think I believe like we are on the cusp of an era with vastly improved global internet coverage, even in the most remote and undeserved, unders, underserved. Sorry, not undeserved, <laughs> underserved yeah. regions of our planet. And so I feel like it's just better for overall, um, connecting you know the different regions, different countries, different governments, different private companies from around the world together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely sounds promising. I totally agree with you on that. But, um, you know, with all the benefits, are there any kind of potential concerns or obstacles we need to look out for with the growing number satellite, growing number of satellites in space? I think so. Um, the rapid proliferation of these satellites does raise legitimate concerns about stuff like space debris, and I guess even the potential interference with the crucial astronomical, astronomical observations, right? So in terms of space debris, like after every single mission, or I remember like some of the spaceships that go into space, almost like half or like a majority part of the spaceship that they're leaving in space just flies away, you know, becomes a part of the overall space dust. And Mm -hmm. in terms of like global space, you know, dust waste, it's insignificant because it's so small compared to everything that's like in the entire space, entire world. Right, but with the increasing number of satellites, it is becoming a growing problem, and I feel like it'll become a bigger problem in the future. And I guess just to you know end off achieving a delicate balance between enhancing connectivity and safeguarding our celestial environment is of utmost importance and should be our essential concern. Right, definitely, and I think mentioning that safeguarding of our celestial environment is very important because another one of the big things that we plan to do in space is actually um, human colonization on other planets. So mm-hmm. we obviously want to make sure this is a safe environment to send ourselves. Yeah. Um, I guess the notion of establishing self-sustaining colonies on Mars or the moon 
has captured the collective imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Companies like SpaceX or Blue Origin are at the forefront, and these companies are actively working towards making this audacious vision a tangible reality. People like Elon Musk are promising like goals in the near future of not only just landing people on Mars, but potentially colonizing this planet and eventually, you know, even transferring people over in order to, you know, make it our primary planet because of um, future Earth, you know, what's it called? Sustainability. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's definitely a real, like, you know, a realistic goal or it could be definitely something in the future. Definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great thing. And I hope I'm there for that day when all this <laughs> kind of becomes a reality. I hope you guys are too. But like, again, like I said, for every good thing, there's always the potential of a bad thing occurring. So for example, there's probably there is a myriad of challenges with this. So creating viable habits on distant planets nece- um, necessitates, you know, addressing a plethora of technical, logistical, and even phys- uh, psychological hurdles, right? So the kind of um, the allure of exploring new frontiers and ensuring the survival of humanity continues to fuel our fascination with the idea. Exactly. And I remember we talked about this kind of, you know, in the beginning of the episode, but a big challenge with space exploration is not only the cost and resources, but also the fact that we're playing with human lives, right? Mm-hmm. That's going at expense. And honestly, we can't take a risk on that. So that's why, you know, researchers and scientists are working super hard in order to ensure the safety, reliability, and survival. Um, I guess another example in terms of like technology and making sure that humans are safe, recently there was the submarine um, yeah, crash, yeah. right? So space exploration is, I guess, very similar to even ocean exploration because they're both, there's two very different depths of the world that we have so little knowledge on. Right. And um, in I guess in the submarine, they, um, they took these billionaires down to see the Titanic and um, I guess there was a malfunction and the water pressure um, took, took their lives. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, it's really sad because it's very important to ensure the survival of these people. And I guess that's the essential priority. Yeah, definitely. And so to add on to that, I think um, it's also important to discuss how our listeners can kind of actively partake in this space exploration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't need to be an astronaut to contribute, right? There are numerous ways for enthusiasts to get involved. Um, mm-hmm. I guess this ranges from supporting space advocacy groups to even investing in cutting-edge space-related ventures. Like my sister started investing, and she re- she invested in some space company, and that too, mm-hmm. even if it's like five dollars on Robinhood, still contributes to the space industry and contributes to the growth. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's kind of important to show your support for that group. See, again, even if you don't have money, you don't have power you can definitely show your support for these groups and that definitely goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that said, I think it's also important, un- important it's, it is important, sorry, to mm-hmm. not underestimate the power of inspiration. You know, space, space exploration sparks curiosity. In fact, you know, the very backbone of space exploration is curiosity, right? We want to see what's in the depths of space, right? What are we missing out on? Are there aliens? What are on these planets, etc.? And so this kind of ignites the imaginations of the next generation of scientists, engineers and you know even investors or anyone else who wants to take part in this and these are all things that are really just going to shape the future of our species yeah i guess just adding on to that to our listeners to our audience as we bring this this you know podcast to a close we should just all remember that the universe is brimming with inexplicables awaiting our exploration and the future of space travel holds boundless possibilities
I'm sorry if that was kind of cringy. <laughs> yep. I mean, like I said, again, I, we hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Um, yeah, I guess that concludes um, our episode. Stay curious, stay informed, and join us next time for more enthralling discussions on Explicably Inexplicables. Until then, peace. peace.